by alone inside. He's got the breakaway with the touch to the right. Go! Your Minneapolis City Soccer Club, brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. The Suns is out and the guns are soon to follow, hopefully. This is the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I am your host, John, and with me today is my human crutch, the Nate Morales. Nate, huh. we were teased with the warm weather this past week, um, and it made it almost feel like real soccer is just around the corner. Yeah, it, it is. Um, at least... The good news is, is like now my sidewalks are clear, so I don't have to worry about all the old people next door to me <laughs> yeah, like complaining about slipping and falling. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but you're right. Like I was thinking about that when it was 46 degrees, and I'm like, I could go see a game in this weather. This is well, not bad. I I rolled up to training on Thursday, and I was talking to the guys who were in the open, well, the last round of the Open Cup, and I was like, Do you guys remember when we trained when it was like colder outside? <laughs> and now we're indoors yeah. training like this is a thing but speaking of open cup are uh, the million dollar question Nate, is are you going to make the trip yes uh that is uh still to be decided i shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't have said yes still to be decided still to be decided well yep. uh, on to other soccer topics <laughs> <laughs> yeah without uh john this show is, is is a great one i think without players this is just a t-shirt company so today we want to dedicate the whole show uh, to to one of our one of you and I's favorite players of, of all time on Minneapolis City, uh, and his name is of course Andy Laurie. A few weeks ago, we teased on Twitter a segment that we were kind of kicking around uh, called "Where Are They Now?" and we are checking in on a player of old that has moved on from Minneapolis City. This week is that first installment, and we will be talking to former Minneapolis City forward Andy Laurie. Uh, we're going to speak to the man, the myth, and maybe future club legend who was number one on the uh, uh, in the responses when we asked who people wanted to wanted us to talk to. And, and for a quick caveat, we had a full show of other topics, but we're yeah. doing this intro after we talked to Andy and <laughs> it went almost 70 minutes long. So it, it's so good. really, it's really good. And uh, we're going to get back to you folks next week with, um, you know, player news and all the things that are going on as the Open Cup prep, but uh, yeah, actual club news. But uh, <laughs> hold on to your butts, folks. Yep. And then because Andy was, is going to join us for, like you said, good 70 minutes of interview, and we're going to round it out with a new game that we have tried called Ask John Anything. So uh, here, here we, we go. go, John. Here we go. Do we have a treat for you tonight? Joining us is a former Crow that the old fans are going to love hearing from again and newer fans are going to really love meeting. We are excited to welcome former Minneapolis City forward Andy Laurie to the show tonight. Andy, where do we have the pleasure of talking to you from right now? Nate Stacks, you have the pleasure of talking to me from Chattanooga, Tennessee, home of the home of the people, for some of the people at least. <laughs> um, but you know that was a great intro, Nate. You nailed it. I just wanted to make sure one other guy got an intro. 
ladies and gentlemen, it's my honor to be talking with Jay Business, Jay Money, <laughs> Sultan of Stegmans, the biz, better busy than dead, the John Father, King of the Crows, Lord of the Lakes, Sultan of Swerve, penalty kick score on Dan Hudeman, though he didn't even know it at the time, Wisconsin John, John Bizworm, it's an honor to be here, guys. Well, well I think we might have a new intro that we have for the show. We might have to repurpose that. But before we, we get into, you know, talking about what you've been doing since you last left the nest, um, I wanted mm. I wanted to go back to to see if you remember one fateful summer night in 2013 where there was mm. a little thing called the free beer night up at the NSC where yes. the Stegman's old boys took on yes. the Tony Sana Minnesota legends at the NSC. Yep. And there was mm-hmm. uh, the NSC provided us with a yep. play-by-play guy for the game. Yep. Who, one of the best. Who was that, Andy? Um, you know, obviously it was free, free beer night. So I'm, the, my memory is hazy. It's really hard to say when you get a strong, surly, furious, hard to remember what happened, but I know it was a top talent and the stars were smart. Instead of using me on the pitch, they knew the best fit for me was right there on the sidelines to commentate that match. <laughs> so that was our rule, really our first connection to you. And it was fantastic because whether you know awesome. it or not, the nicknames that you gave the players because you kind of didn't really look at the roster sheet still <laughs> stick in club folklore to this day. And like, well, holy shit. If that was a preview of what it could be like, he just rattled off about 10 for you, John. Off the cuff. <laughs> uh, how, how the hell did you get that gig? Did they just say like, anyone want to do this? Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, no, I um honestly. Yeah. Truth be told, I wasn't playing that much and I was bored out of my mind. I didn't know that many people. And, um, I was just doing every player appearance I could. And I started to do, <laughs> I started to randomly commentate. Um, what's that big tournament that NSC has? The, the USA uh, Schwann's Cup. Cup. The USA so, Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I was commentating the Schwann's Cup for random club, club games. And then somebody told me about it. I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, and I, I actually had an audience for this and then people could hear me. And so it was just, it was an incredible license so, to just really, really have some fun. So now, and the t- oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, good, good. So uh, good. now that that's out of the way, let's talk a little bit more about your playing experience. As, as mm. to date, you're the most um, traveled and decorated player that we've had in our club. Um, mm. You featured for the following teams, the Rochester Rhinos, the Real Monarchs, Michigan Bucks, something called the Ohio Vortex Indoor, <laughs> uh, the Minnesota Stars, uh, Bowdoin BK in Sweden. That was before it was cool for Americans to go there. Uh, Just before. The Tulsa, and then it really got popular. Yeah. <laughs> right. The Tulsa Roughnecks, uh, Minneapolis City, um, Shah Alam, Shah Alam. Shah Alam mm-hmm. Antlers out of Malaysia, mm-hmm. uh, the yep. San Diego Soccers Indoor, uh, the Ontario Fury. Did I miss anything? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those, those were the, those were the high points. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's a pretty good summary. All right, good. I, I, my research was correct. I'm kind of a one club man. <laughs> Take a one club at a time. That's a lot, man. There's a lot to talk about in a playing, playing career like that. Maybe let's, let's talk about how, first of all, let's talk about how you got started in the game. Mm. Um, the foundation of it all yep. growing up in Erie, Pennsylvania, Yep. And then on to play soccer for something called Gannon University. Yep. Yep. Man. Um, went to Erie Youth Soccer Association tryouts at seven. Um, need the ball in my opening practice. 
you know, got, got a little feel for things. My brother composed a song to make fun of me on the keyboard afterwards about <laughs> how much I liked it, but I loved it. Your brother's like Gene from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> totally. He wasn't a good athlete, but he was, he was great on the keyboard and a really creative way to, to make fun of me. Um, yeah, it was awesome. It was, I can't remember the exact lyrics, but he like was, he was, it was, it was pretty good. It, it cut to the heart. Um, but, um, no, I, I loved it. And then, um, yeah, I mean, zero goals, still a little bit mad about that, that, that rec season was unable to get on the board, but, uh, coach nicknamed me the engine, which, or train, which I don't know is a, an accurate moniker, but, um, in any case club and then, you know, the typical routes and, um, didn't get recruited a whole lot. And, um, that was the local school. That was one minute from my high school. So oh. it was foreshadowing for the rest of my career of sticking close and staying safe at home. So, so, so at what point did you say, I'm just going to one day play for Minneapolis city uh, <laughs> early on 14, 13, 14. Uh, uh, what, I, what I really mean it, to say is that at what point did you say, I'm, I'm going to make soccer my path? Um, yeah. you know, was it the fact that you're six foot three, you're fast, mm-hmm. good looking, good looking, mm-hmm. you have, yep. you have the ability mm-hmm. to embarrass a defender here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hit, uh, a powerful rip with both feet or, you know, what, mm-hmm. what was really the thing that was like, soccer's my game and what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just loved it. I was, I was, I just couldn't play enough. I, I was tell. I remember saying I was going to, um, play, I said I was going to play pro soccer. I said I was, was going to play in the MLS, which is tragic because I got cut. Um, but I, I said I was going to do that. Um, and I remember saying that is at a young age. Um, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I always wanted to do that. Um, and then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did work at it. I practice all the time and, um, man. Uh, so it was, it was from, from the get, I mean, from, yeah, as soon as really, as soon as I start after a year, once I joined club at like eight, it was, this is what I want to do. Nice. So it's totally, it's totally different these days when players want to follow a pathway to pro soccer than it yes. was even, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Completely. What was it like for you getting started in the game mm-hmm. and kind of how, I, I guess more specifically, like how, how did you start making those decisions? Like what was, mm-hmm. what were the doors that were, that were available yeah. to be open for you then yeah. compared to now? Yeah. No, it, it's interesting. I mean, it, it kind of, a, and I, everybody's got their own journey, but a lot less straightforward. So like a couple of things I had going for me was I got a good club coach, which is, I mean, it's a game changer because in Erie, Pennsylvania, it's not really a hotbed of soccer, but this guy, Aaron Pence, um, he was a good division three soccer player, but he just, he was, he really had a gift for coaching young kids and he was amazing. Um, and so I got a really good grounding and like, technical ability which you know is a it, we're getting better at as a country and i think is like club in general and da and all that stuff um but he he did a good job where i think probably a lot of people in other clubs wouldn't have gotten that um so he really nailed that in um but i just played there was two local clubs um i stayed with that club for four years and then the one club was better so i joined that club and i <laughs> stayed with them i mean that was your cold hearted yeah ruthless <laughs> <laughs> Though we, we, um, we played it uh, ice cold. I always, it was always about the money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we played against Darlington Nagby growing up. He was on the internationals team. So they beat us like eight to nothing or 10 to nothing. They had, um, Mike Nanchoff too, who got drafted. So I, I, I thought a little bit about going to like a team in Pittsburgh or Cleveland, but it was two hours away. And 
it was just it was it was too much. I did ODP. ODP was a bigger thing then. Now it's like the the second best players play ODP now. Um, yeah. But so I, I did a little bit. Western PA is not that good. But so I, I did that for a year. But I still had to drive two hours and a ton of money and from a family of five kids. So that was tough. Um, but then I I mean I wanted to play Division One. I. I didn't know anything. My parents didn't play sports in college. And then um, I, I got some offers, but it was all like local D two D three stuff. Um, didn't want to go in debt a bazillion dollars. So I went to Gannon, um, which is, you know, a pretty classic, not overly adventurous move and not really the, the straight line route to pro soccer. Your safety um, school. <laughs> <laughs> interesting enough is probably the best school that recruited me though. Nice. Cause we were decent. Yeah. We made the tournament our first year. And so, um, interestingly enough, I, I go and I find out about this. It was the NPSL. There's an NPSL team in Buffalo and one of the guys, maybe the best player or close to the best player on our team is playing for them. He's like, yeah, you should come up with me in the summer and play with them. And they were good. They made it to, they made it to the semifinals in NPSL. So they were legit. Oh, wow. like, okay, sounds good. I go up to tryouts, have a terrible tryout, tryout in the wrong position, get cut. Coach basically says, you know, you're like, <laughs> don't come back. Like, we're not going to use you. <laughs> like, what are you but, even doing here? <laughs> yeah. But like, he's like, oh, but you like, they had a second team and they're like, okay, like you can come to practice. So I'm like, okay, I'll come to practice. It didn't, I don't know why it didn't like bother me that much. It just didn't bother me that much. So I kept showing up at practice and I tried out at center mid and it was, that was the last time I played center mid and I finally got it out of my system. Just not very good there. And um, yeah, did, did, did well. And then got to play for them and we played against the rhinos um, in a, in like a the friendly game to play against like some of their guys that weren't playing and, um, I just had a really good game and they invited me out for a tryout for a week. And, um, then it was a massive contract. They put a two year deal, $1,000 a month, um, with what? housing and you don't turn that type of money down guys. <laughs> no. Um, no. So I left, uh, I left my college scholarship and my 2.75 GPA and headed to Rochester. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So you quit college. Yes. To go play for the Rochester Rhinos. Yes. I mean, the who, USL. who wouldn't at this point? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah. And you got to think that's life-changing money, Nate. If yeah. you invest that in a 401k without <laughs> all of it, but pretend they didn't tax you, <laughs> and in 45 years, you could buy a new car. <laughs> that I mean, still, that's got to be something that's like, out of nowhere, they just came, they just came at you with this offer based on... Basically, seeing you in one game yeah. and then a week of tryouts. Yep. So, the, so you got to feel pretty good about this. Totally. And the guy, the assistant coach there, um, is actually the assistant coach at our boy Luke's um, new team, um, Nashville SC. Oh, and wow. His, his name was Steve Guppy. Steve played for Leicester when they were in the Premier League back in the day, played once for England, played was the same position, and he came to my parents' house and was like, this guy's got some talent. Like, you like you should really do this. And so Steve took me under his wing um, there. So that was like, that was a big thing too. It was like this guy who played seven years in the Premier League and played for Celtic and played a game for England and made millions of dollars, like thinks I'm really good too. See, so that was, yeah. That's oh yeah. That's amazing. That's was. Feel. It was super, it was, it was ridiculously cool. The sad thing is a month, a month later, I tore my ACL oh, and, man. Yeah. and then Steve got a job with the now Nashville coach, Gary Smith, in Colorado. And so he was like, sorry, man, like really bummed out, but well, I'm not bummed. They got a better job, but, um, was like, sorry, I didn't, you know, didn't mean to leave you in the lurch. So I was there the next season 
which was which was harder coming off an injury and then without Steve. Um, but but that's how it that's how it all started. Wow. Yeah. So fast forward a few years, yep. and you move from the outdoor game yep. indoors. What was that switch like for you? Uh, seeing you kind of later in your career, you've gone back to the indoor game. Yep. Um, so I played once before was just in between to stay fit. Um, it wasn't too far from Erie where I was, I was the first year or two while I was playing for the Minnesota, um, the other Minnesota, um, Minnesota, the smaller, um, uh, yeah, I played there, but, um, so I was playing, I played in Malaysia and, um, I just wanted to move to San Diego for, for a number of reasons. And I got back. So I played six months in Malaysia. That's some fascinating stories. Did have the first time I got a cheering section to go against me. White guy is full of shit. White guy is full of shit. <laughs> so it was kind of an honor to like finally be, you know, you anyways. Um, but I, I come back and I'm like, well, what the heck am I going to do? Um, and uh, working, I have my coaching licenses and stuff like that. And it's like, well, um, you know, I know I'm, I'm good at indoor. Literally two days after I got back, there's an indoor tryout in St. Louis. I fly cross-country flight from Malaysia, get back in Erie, drive down to St. Louis, um, spend a night, and then go to an indoor tryout. Um, pay 50 bucks, and then uh, there's a couple teams that wanted to sign me, and uh, yeah, San Diego was the one. So that's uh... <laughs> so. Can can you correct a rumor that's going around in Minnesota that while in San Diego they signed Landon Donovan to replace you? Yeah, well, as as you know, and, and obviously, um, there's probably only one other team, the, the team we're you know we 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 represent right now that could have filled filled a gap like that, um, and so you know, like with an organization as sound as as the Crows, you know that 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 whole team is going to come together, and even if your heart's ripped out, you, you got so so much else going on for you that you're going to be able to get whole again eventually. Um, <laughs> But San Diego, you're not going to – that or, great organization, but not at the same level. So you're going to have to sign the, the, the most capped and greatest player of all time to kind of replace, you know, replace one goal and two assists. So, um, so after your um, – Three assists. You're kind That's of, a pretty solid WAR they got on that, though. Yeah. Not, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. So, so after, you know, you, you mentioned your first kind of spell in indoor, that's when you yeah. – you then came to Minnesota, uh, where yep. where you kind of make your home for a bit. Um, you know, yep. back and mm -hmm. forth between your you know your other um, teams you played for, which we'll talk about yes. in a little bit. Yep. How did you yep. get hooked up with the Stars at that time? Um, yeah, funny enough, Steve Guppy, the guy that brought me to <laughs> um, brought me to Rochester, he mentioned this. He got me connected with a soccer agent, um, and it's definitely not as cool as it sounds. But this guy knew Manny, and so he's like. I, I was in Colorado actually where Steve was. So this is a heartbreaking story. I know, I know you guys like heartbreak. Uh, I was in Colorado. Um, they said they were going to sign me. Um, so I'm like fulfilled my dream, go to MLS. I signed the contract. Um, but then somehow it like doesn't go through and I had been waiting before. They got stuck and in then, the fax machine or it, uh, something like that. Right. On my 21st birthday, they call me up and says, Steve calls me up and goes, Hey, Hey, or uh, what's up, man? I'm like, Oh, nothing. I'm driving. He's like, Call me when you're done driving. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. not good. So anyways, it didn't work out. They invited me back the next year to try out again. Got down to the end again. Got cut again. More tears. Um, but then right after that, um, Steve's like, okay, like I, I got this guy. I'll connect you. And then this guy got me a tryout um, with, uh, with the Stars. 
Um, so then I went up and um, it was like a three day tryout and they were like, they, they wanted to sign me. So like, okay, here we go. John half joke. Well, let's talk about that because then there, I mean, there are a lot of, there are a lot of fans that come to city games that are kind of old school Minnesota yes. soccer fans that are looking totally. for that stars. Um, they're looking for that stars. They're looking for that thunder kind of connection atmosphere, and right? Yep. Yep. And, and the connection only only kind of made it better. I was when guys like you were playing, guys like yes. Coleman were playing, things like that. Yep. What yep. um Definitely. what were there similarities? Were there really similarities there with our goofy ass group of supporters in yes. in Milwaukee, for example, when we kind of all traveled out there that you yep. could see from your Minnesota Stars days? Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was <laughs> totally um yeah it was funny it was like i, I laughed because it's like oh my gosh this is the same cheering section that i've had like <laughs> a couple other years um yeah no it was funny i mean there were some of those fans that whether i they were and they were great fans like whether i played or not whatever like we get a picture every time she's like oh like take let's take a picture with me I'm like okay and because we had our like after game spot that we would all go to you had to go and so i i mean there's probably one fan that I, I might've taken a picture with like 25 times. Um, and then I seeing some of these same fans again and like kind of doing the same thing. It was great. I mean, it's, it's cool. And, and, and I mean, it's amazing. Like so cool to see how well Minnesota United has done. That's amazing. The stadiums um, stadiums, great and all that stuff, but that is the one, it's the one thing you lose is you're obviously not going to be, you know, hanging out with the players every weekend. And um, it's, you don't have that special, that special intimacy. So um, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Very similar. So John half joked that you went to Sweden, but you did um, before did. it was before it was cool for Americans to do yes. so. Yes. Um, there were not a lot at the time. There were not a lot of open doors for players of our uh, nationality across the pond. Right. Mm -hmm. Tell mm -hmm. us about how this trip to Sweden or this move to Sweden came about and kind of like <laughs> where you lived, what that looked like and what the yeah. game was like over there at that time. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, because you finished your time there with like, a so I mean, you had a solid career in Sweden, yeah. 21 yep. goals in 41 games. Yep. Yep. So, <laughs> um, I, so I, I, I finished my second um, season at Minnesota, didn't play a lot again, the second season, kinds of writings on the wall. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do in my career. I've been coaching, I'm actually working in the front office and you get the tough phone calls like, Hey, we're not going to bring you back next year. So I'm like, all right, you know, what the heck am I going to do? So I didn't play that next. That season. can't be a great sign when they're like, no. "Hey, why don't you uh, sell tickets work in this office?" <laughs> we definitely <laughs> want you involved next year, away from the field, though. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's tough, but I mean, you, you, you I, I knew it was coming, and and I think there's more. I I wasn't. I don't know if I was in a good spot with my game, and it was. It, yeah, it, it is what it is. But yeah, it's not not a fun not a fun phone call. So. That next season, I was a little burnt out on soccer, um, and I, I just coached, and I was playing in the men's league. So I was playing for Ryan Manning's men's league team um, and had some fun. I never played forward before, so I was like, all right, I'll just be a forward. I don't want to run as much. Um, now that I'm 24, I'm too old, obviously, to be running a lot. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I like that. And um, I'm thinking I'm not going to play. I was like, well, I'll just coach. I don't have a college degree. I was like, what the heck am I going to do with my life? Um, and <laughs> I, uh, I get an email 
from like this agency, this guy I played with randomly in the one month when I was in Maryland, when I played runs the soccer agency. And he goes like Malaysia, like you can make tons of money. They're looking for players come on this trip with other guys that are looking to play and we'll find you a team. Now, trust me, this is getting back to Sweden. So I'm like, this sounds yeah. awesome. Cause guys are they, like the minimum salaries are like $6,000. The level of play isn't very high. Malaysia's super cheap. It's like, sweet. I could actually make some money playing soccer. Um, and so I call, I call my buddy, Gino Mauro, um, who also got cut the same, same year from Minnesota. Gino's in Canada back at home. And I'm like, dude, we got to do this. Um, <laughs> we're going so to we, Malaysia. We're, we're going it's to like, Malaysia. Totally. Like and a so, church mission trip, but you get to play soccer. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> we, we go to Malaysia. And I, I can't even tell you how much taller I am than everybody else. It's just, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I, I honestly almost looked to see if there was a basketball league there. Cause it, it would have been worth considering, but did really well. Um, we, we, we killed the teams that we were playing. Um, but come to find out that there's only three foreign spots. So it's really, 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 really hard to get on a team. Not because the level of play is so high. It's just they're restrictive to, to foreign spots. No one gets signed on the trip. But the guy who ran the trip's like, hey, I've got this connection. That's like the you. MLS, though. <laughs> and, how many, yeah, how like many designated players are you allowed? Well, DPs. But there's, still, they, there's like eight or nine foreign spots. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, it, it was super restrictive. Um, so anyways, this guy's like, yeah, I got this team in Sweden, which like couldn't be more of a contrast because it's like 90 degrees and hot and humid. He's like, yeah, I've got this team in northern Sweden parallel with Alaska. Um, any interest? It's like, yeah, okay. And then my... <laughs> My buddy, um, Gino, he's like, same thing. And so then I don't hear anything for a couple months. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if this is going to happen. And then I get a call. It's like, book your flight out in a week. And then it's not even, it's not even a guaranteed contract. So I got to book my flight. But like, he's like, you'll probably get signed, but you don't know. And so I have to <laughs> bring all my stuff, like assume that I'm going to get signed, but not book a return. Um, but ended up doing okay and then and got signed and then had a really good season. Um, but we were, um, you know, parallel with Alaska, way up north, um, and just playing like small local town of 10,000. Um, you know, you can walk from one side to the other um, in 20 minutes. Um, you got the 24-hour sunlight, super quiet coffee, cake, um, not a whole lot going on. Um, bus to bus to these other local tiny towns. Really beautiful. Um, yeah, good setup. Um, the, the arena we played at was amazing. Six thousand like professional. This team used to be higher up in the in the leagues, um, and so they had this amazing stadium. But no, did did well there. And wow. um, yeah, no, it was it was really interesting. I, I enjoyed my time there and and had a lot of fun. But um, it was uh, it was. Um, Man, it was just so so small and, and like just it was like soccer and nothing else um, <laughs> not not much to do these two probably too much netflix so um, it's all right yeah, yeah. that's so, all right no, so it was good we yeah. kind of um we were a little bit careless about talking about your time in tulsa um so we're yeah. gonna get we will we, we we could kind of 
I should say we could care less about your time in Tulsa. Uh, Fair the, rough, the roughnecks I'd are dead. Your brutal, brutal honesty. I love <laughs> so it. So we'll get we'll get to the meat of why we're yep. talking to you today, and that's Minneapolis City, of course. Yes. Our yes. connection, our mutual connection. No what doubt. were you doing at the time that Minneapolis City was formed, <sighs> yep. and how did you hook up with us? How did I do it? So, um, played at Tulsa. The next year, they invited me back. Now, halfway through the season in Tulsa, I tore my ACL. Uh, other knee. So I wanted to. I'm, I live a balanced life. So, um, so they invited me back for a tryout. It's kind of late. I'm unfit. Didn't go great. Tough phone call or tough, whatever it's over. Um, so I'm back in Minnesota where I, I have like some coaching that I can do. And I'm like, well, what the heck am I going to do now? Um, but I, I'm coaching. So it's, I, I've got like a steady coaching gig. Um, so I'm doing that. And, um, I, I can't remember what happened. Uh, I don't know if I, somebody said something about the team. Um, I had a couple, it was a couple buddies that played for, um, uh, Minnesota United had a second team. So I heard about something like that. I was like, I don't know if I want to do that or, um, I don't think. And then, um, our friends with Donnie and Minneapolis city was training at the, uh, the dome. And so there was like, these guys are like coming and practicing. I was like, well, okay. I mean, I still like to play. I'll, I'll go, I'll go to practice. Um, and so I showed up at practice and, Oh, no, it was even before that there was biz. You were playing and Keith was playing and it was just like a kick around. It was like a, almost like a Stegman's kick around. Yeah. 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 And so I showed up like Stegman's kick around and then there was like these practices. I'm like, well, it's, I don't know. It's free competitive soccer. I'll, it's fun. I it's, it's late. The practices were super late. So it worked with the coaching schedule and um, yeah. And it just, it seemed like a good thing. Um, which having been around like a, a number of teams, um, yeah, it, it was minor league soccer and, and kind of minor league soccer in general is hard to, it, it's a tough business to be in. And I liked how like they, they were doing things. And I was like, well, well, I guess we'll see how it goes. And, um, and then, you know, everybody was friendly and it was a chance to play and, and play some good soccer and, uh, it seemed like all fit with my schedule. So I was like, man, what the heck? <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, the early, the early days were super weird, obviously, were. for sure. Uh, like you said, very DIY, uh, low yes. budget. Things can yes. get a little, like, yes. like you said, in, in minor league or lower league soccer, things can get yes. a little cagey. Uh, totally. From, from day to day. Uh, definitely had this budget like rent to play in the barnyard. We had a group of recent <laughs> high school grads, basically 17, yep. 18 year olds. And yep. then, and then you and Ben Wexler as kind of the senior members of the team. Yep. What was that year like from your yeah. point of view as not an yeah. old man, but the old man on this team <laughs> of, of little weirdos playing on a lumpy. Yeah. Field? That um, are, the, let me, let me caveat that a lot of little weirdos who are now grown men that are still playing. Yeah. <laughs> still playing. Yeah. I, amazing. Yeah. It's, so, and that's what I saw and not to suck up to one of the hosts, but I like, <laughs> I like that because my, my impression of a lot of teams, everybody's like, Oh, it's going to be so amazing. It's going to be duh, 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 duh. We're going to have all this. We're going to do all this. We're going to have all these plans on this. And I thought it was like, we're not going to try to be Minnesota United. That's, we're going to be this thing. And we're going to be good at this thing. You're not going to make a million dollars, but we're going to have a steady thing going on. There's going to be practice. We're going to da da da, and it was consistent. And so I really liked that and appreciated that. And it felt like yeah. 
I didn't, I didn't feel like I was being sold a bag of goods of like, okay, it's like, okay, they, they had some structure. Biz and, Biz and Dan knew what they were doing um, and had like a very clear vision and executed. So I liked that. Now, um, that was probably the most fun for me was hanging out with the, uh, the guys. Um, so I, you know, they were, it was just great joking around. Ben was amazing. Um, good roommate. And, um, yeah, it was just fun. I mean, it was, it was a line. We were trying to figure out the practice schedule and I, I, I don't think we'd want to go back to that field we were playing on. Um, <laughs> if you go back to it now, Andy, um, they got a grant from, uh, the Minnesota Vikings to completely no redo that stadium. And now it's like. <laughs> Uh, like a like a two three thousand capacity like yeah. fully fully turfs um, that like scary cra- that like scary crack house that like nobody would go chase the ball oh into when you get yeah. kicked over that one side of the fence is gone that's crazy it's all brand that's new crazy. over there it's all brand new like pristine yeah they have a like they have like a brand new press box and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah because remember Nate and I used to to do the like the like the game day commentary from like the shed <laughs> out of the shed. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, it was funny. It wasn't the dream um, in, in that regard. It, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't perfect. But I think I, I came in with the expectation, and then there was just good people. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys are you're just you and and yeah. I mean, you got you got a fun group of people that were like didn't take themselves did their job without taking themselves too 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 seriously, mm-hmm. and it was just just a good group of guys like Matt Elder, amazing guy. Ben was awesome. Kevin Hoof, super fun. Um, Goose was great. Um, I mean, like you go down the list, it was like not big egos, good guys like to joke around, have fun, put in the work, want to win and get better. And I mean, it was, it was tough. It wasn't you know, like smooth with the coaching or anything like that, but um, and in the field and, you know, there was, there's all these excuses, but, but we did pretty well and we were competitive and, um, yeah, like for a first season, especially like with, yeah, with all things considered, it was great. And, and, um, yeah, I think, especially like the group of guys in, um, it was, um, I've just been a part of so many different teams and it was a fun team. It was a team that actually liked each other. But that's doesn't so, happen my that favorite, often. My favorite part about it in general was that the first day Dan and I, like we signed the con, we hadn't even looked at the field cause it was under snow. So we're <laughs> like, yes, we got a location. Perfect. It's in Minneapolis. Like, yes, beautiful. Someone, will, yeah. someone will rent to us. And then we go out there like the first day, like the snow's fully melted. And I was like, what no. the fuck? No <laughs> way. <laughs> No way. And Dan goes, well, look at the bright side. It could be a competitive advantage. We'll train on it. We'll get good at all, like, we're figuring out the bumps and the bruises of the field. And then you fast forward to the season. We won one game there, and we won every game on the road. It was tough. And we had a, we had a good team, too. We, it was like a technical team. It wasn't a, like, <laughs> right. it was not a team like for that field. Bite your, ear, bite your ear off. It was a young team of all, like, good, talented players. Who, like, <laughs> get the ball on the ground and pass it. <laughs> not it's so funny one. you got such a good attitude about this, too, because, like, Talking to you now, I had we had no idea. Like personally, I had no idea what the background of any of you guys yeah. were. I'm just like, and here I am, like with a PA system in a garage and a microphone. Like, like this fucking beer, sweet, tugging beers yeah. out of high school. Like, how can people not? How can people not want to be here? And meanwhile, you're like, I played in Sweden. You could have just you could have easily been a huge asshole about it. Like you got yeah. you fucking people have a shed. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, and that, I mean, you could have just quit. It was, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a good group. And I think like, 
at the end of the day, I mean, it wasn't, um, yeah, it was, it was just enjoyable and it was good people. And, and that's why, I mean, that's why I stick around. Cause it was, yeah, I mean, it was transition, um, with the coaching staff and in the field and all that stuff. So it wasn't, it wasn't that, but I think, yeah, you just, it was a good group of guys. And I'm going to tell you, Andy, you're right just, what you're describing is the brotherhood. And we okay. talk about it, we talk about it a lot on the show and it actually lives it, it came out of, uh, you know, guys like Wexler and, yeah. and, uh, and elder and, and yep. the way that they describe the brotherhood is really this, like, it's all about the attitude of the guys, right? It's all about, it's all about the camaraderie and getting together yeah. and, and, and being there for each other. And it like all started with, with that team, um, mm-hmm. guys like you, like you said, guys like Wexy, I told my wife that we were going to talk to you tonight and she comes to she comes to a handful of games um mm-hmm. fewer than than she did in the past but she did come to milwaukee and the first thing she said is is that the guy that shaved his mustache to look like a molester <laughs> it, said, was a, remember, it was a classic remember look. him and then you just oh, said classic. yes it, yes it is <laughs> yes it is. you remember that is him me. um yeah but, but i think like the way that you're describing the team and the way that mm-hmm. you approached it is really the the root of what makes Minneapolis City so strong now. I mean, would you agree, John? Sorry, I was drinking uh, some old granddad, <laughs> some old granddad there. Um, little, no, little bourbon. Yeah, little bourbon. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, the the brotherhood um, that you know Wexler coined it, it goes back to that that first year because the group that we had together was it was such an interesting mix because it was it was really young players you know like max stewart luke hawkinson like really talented young players who had no idea what we were getting involved in then you mm. had you had the players who you know like yourself andy wexler and then there was another group of like recent college grads like nate yeah. eagle um matt elder um, it, so it, you needed to have something that brought it all together. And it was the fact that everyone was like, fuck it, we're just going to play good soccer. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it goes back to our Stegman's roots where we just, we, we just have a hard and fast, no assholes policy. And, and it truly is what makes a good locker room environment that makes players want to play together. Yeah. yeah. So Andy, do you, um, you know, much like people tend to do when they're, me drunk and alone in Malaysia. Do you ever just like open up Facebook and take a look at your old club? Like, do you ever <laughs> do you have a chance to follow the club? What much do you do? You watch match streams or anything like that every once in a while? Just like, I wonder what those guys oh, are up. Wonder to. Wonder what those guys. Days. No, I uh, I do a couple of checks. I do a couple of checks every year on the season, see who in the roster, see how the season's going. Um. Uh, yeah. So no, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I'm a, a, a tragically, I wouldn't say I'm a, a regular watcher of the live stream, but I stay, I stay abreast. Um, it's Excellent. been, it's been interesting to, um, really interesting to follow because it seems to have just gone. Um, it just seems to have gone up, um, yeah. as far as a little bit more organized, nicer, smoother. Um, the continuity on the team is ridiculous, absolutely absurd, almost unheard of. To get yep. that many guys to like that—that that is, I can't even tell you how rare that is. Like I mean, we talked, we talked about that oh earlier before you got on. Like we've got two guys, Aaron Olson and Will Kidd, who are about a hundred minutes away from one game away from four thousand minutes with the team. Yeah, like that kind of. And I guess Elder yeah. isn't far behind. Like that kind of, yeah. like you said, that continuity is super rare on, yes. a, at any level. Yeah. 
no, you just, you don't see it, especially like, I mean, then all those teams, I mean, I don't know, every once in a while, there's a guy, there's like one guy that'll stick around for like four or five years, but you got, um, and Kevin's still on the team, right? Yep. Kevin's still on the team. Kevin. Yeah. I mean, those guys have been there. Max, which looks like he took a year off, but he's on the team, mm-hmm. um, since the beginning. Yeah. Like you said, Will, Aaron, Wex, he's hanging up the boots. Uh, yep. Yep. He actually just got recently voted into the first class, which, uh, of the Minnesota or Minneapolis city legends club that we started Deserved. this year, uh, which, uh, which I'm sure you'll eventually get on the ballot for that. Um, but yeah, I'd be like Larry Walker from the Rockies <laughs> kind of last ballot squeeze in. Um, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Remember more for that one season, but so that's what I'm, I'm banking on. I'm hoping the, the voters, you know, yeah. really, well, really, really, yeah. And then there were, you know, guys like Tim Wills who, yep. um, you know, yep. was a Stegman's guy who was, wasn't around a ton in the first year, but was still around. He, yeah. he also was voted into the legends club this year. Um, I'm trying to think who else, um, and you got you got like four four legends clubs coming as soon as they hang out of the book. Matt's a first ballot, Aaron's a first ballot, yeah. Kevin's a first ballot. I mean, it's just like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Right, you exactly. Got literally living legends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So before I ask a few of my <laughs> Minneapolis City questions, do, yeah. do you still eat like right before you play a game? Because I remember <laughs> you sent me on like the biggest wildest goose chase <laughs> for our first game in Milwaukee. Because, Jimmy John's baby. Yeah, to get you Jimmy John's b- before that game. Is that still a thing for you? Because I remember oh. you were like hard and fast. Like I cannot play unless I eat Jimmy John's. Yeah. No, it's it's funny. Uh, every like every team is this like specific feel like and it's it's based on the coach of like we eat you know x hours but most people like to eat like five hours before the game and i'm just i'm a big guy and i'm just way too hungry by the time <laughs> like it's like that i feel great and then like about two hours before the game it's like okay i'm i'm hungry but it's like okay it's time to get dressed and go warm up so i really like to eat like two and a half hours two hours before the game uh, which is not not common and so that doesn't even sound that drastic john you made it sound no. like he eats like yeah he's just and, slamming jimmy johns in the locker room yeah. and he's like let's fucking do this well that particular let's day go, boys. that particular day it was like are, when are we gonna eat and i was like way too many beers deep and i like probably shouldn't have driven a car and it was right. like you're from wisconsin where can i get food and i was like uh, uh there's a jimmy johns not far away you're like here's my order and I'm like, all right, man, I'm in. Right, so, I, <laughs> so um, I, I think given your ability, you know, and, and maybe a slightly different system that we we play now with the players yeah. that we have today, uh, yeah. we, we probably would have added to your your goal tally a, a bit more yeah. as you were with us. But there's mm-hmm. one game in particular that I think you went like total beast mode on, and that was the mm-hmm. the club's ever um, multi goal game that you had against the Minnesota United Reserves. Yeah, was that in your mind your best game as a crow? Definitely. Yeah, no, I was, um, yeah, definitely best game. No, it was, uh, it was nice. Got to take a penalty early. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was just clicking. It's funny how that happens some games. And I think it kind of suited us that game because their, their makeup was pretty similar to ours and it was a team they wanted to pass the ball around and suit. And so I think we struggled against teams that were just like, we're going to boot it and we're going to kick you. And this field's not very good. Um, and so those guys put the ball on the ground. And I thought like as a team, we also, I think we won, I think we won three to zero. Mm-hmm. So it was maybe the best game. Um, I think my favorite win was the win in Wisconsin when we have like four players, and, you know, <laughs> we went oh, to Culver's and yeah. Hudeman, Hudeman almost got in. 
it was like <laughs> yeah, 170 team that day yeah you coached the team it was 175 degrees and um that that's my favorite win um but because uh, that was just like uh, that was great um, when you win on the road, we, I don't, we had, I think we had, do we have one sub? I think we had one sub. And it was Hudeman. Okay. We didn't have a sub. There was no <laughs> yeah. There's no subs. Yeah. It was Hudeman. And, we, and <laughs> we, we talk about it all the time on the show. That was the game where we picked up Sam Porsgren from the airport. Yeah. And he had never played before and he was never bar- played. borrowing, uh, boots and gear from his yeah. brother. <laughs> Rolled out of bed, berries too. two, two yeah. great goals. Yeah. yeah that was that, that was, winning on the road is, is really fun so that was that was fun but yeah no i i think that's that game kind of suited us just because we we played the we, we both teams just sort of wanted to play and i think on that field it was small enough where if you just wanted to mess people up and and pack it in it was it was hard so um no it was fun but that that game was great got a headache from eating too much culvers <laughs> bro- broke it down in the car with elder and jeremy and dan it was it was awesome so you then you leave us and you um, you might have gone back to your Malaysia connection. It sounds like you went back yep. to Malaysia. You yep. end up went playing for the Shah the Shah Alam Antlers. Antlers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> feels like a total one eighty from playing with yeah Premier League of America. Yeah. Uh, like you said, they they were they were chanting "White guy sucks." There has to yep. be a there has to be a few good stories about yeah. about your playing time over yeah, there. Yeah, man. So so same thing existed. Um, in Malaysia where there's three, um, still three foreign player spots. So, (laughs) so I, I, when I say I had no connections in Malaysia, I really had, well, that's not true. I had one guy that coached at a soccer club there that, um, what's his face. Um, I just said his name from the, from the dome. Um, Donnie Mark. Donnie. Yeah. Donnie played with this guy in China who now coaches, a club in Malaysia, but not like a pro club, just a kid's club. So that's my one connection. My other <laughs> connection, I had a random friend who has an apartment there that I can stay at. So I got a place to stay, which is not, not to be underrated. So I got a place to stay, but I'm like, I'm 27. Malaysia seems so cool. I could actually make a lot of money. If I don't do it now, I'm never, ever going to do this. And wouldn't that be the coolest thing ever? If I randomly go, I don't know anybody and it works out. Um, and I, I like adventure a little bit. I'm not, you know, not married, no dating, nothing going on. So I was like, let's, let's do this. It's, it's now or never. So I go and um, get picked up, take an Uber to get to the apartment that I'm staying. The Uber driver, I was like, hey, I, I play soccer. Like, and he's like, oh, like I'm involved with some team. Um, and I sent him my, uh, my YouTube um, highlights from one of my seasons. And he actually randomly connected me to like a semi-pro team. Like no joke. That like he wasn't my, just bullshitting like, oh, no, my friend, wasn't. I am also like yeah, in the soccer. Like, yeah, oh, there's this team. <laughs> and he actually connected me to like a team. He actually got me like the most, like one of the most important hookups. Um, <laughs> You're fucking Uber <laughs> driver. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, look, I got to market myself. I gotta. Um, and so then close to, um, close to where I was staying, there's a, like, there's a park and there's a full-size field. It was worse than the field that we played on. Um, and... Hard to believe. There's two hard to believe. <laughs> it, it was two. Um, the goals are two. Um, you know, like the traffic um, blockers you put up. Not the not the cones, but like the the horses, the flat sort of like rectangle things that you could like yeah link together. Yeah. So the goals we we play and it's all African guys. One horse on one side, one horse on the other, and you play with a goalie. So it's ridiculously hard to score. Um, 
it's all Africans out there, so it is vicious physical soccer. But these are actually like for whatever reason, there's a bunch of them over there, and it's they're pretty good. So there's a couple guys like that that had like had tryouts and stuff. And I, I played with them a few times. I did well. Uh, and then um, <laughs> this guy comes up to me. He's like, oh, like nice stuff out there. He's like, I'm an agent. I'm like, okay, great. And um, I'm like, this is like a park. And it's like, a, this, if you're an agent, you're not a very legit agent. <laughs> um, and, he's, and then he's even gonna better. He's going to get you goes, into a van yes. with a Jimmy John's. The best part is I, I quickly find out he's from Nigeria. It's like, perfect. A Nigerian soccer agent. That's exactly what I needed. <laughs> um, and his car is like a Malaysian beater. And I'm like, my gosh. It's like, well, what? It's not going to hurt anything. This guy ended up getting, he actually ended up getting me a tryout. He was like, sort of, sort of legit. I mean, he wasn't, he was a good guy. He was a really good guy. He wasn't that well connected, but got a trial. I ended up, so I spent six months there. I basically played for a variety of like semi-pro teams. So Shalom was just one of the, literally one of the many. Um, and I'm playing on these different teams, getting paid like random amounts of money per game. And I'm going to, I went to like four different pro tryouts, scored a bunch of goals and tragically got to, it's, it's really competitive. So couldn't like couldn't land a roster spot. Supposedly, there's always these rumors. There was one team I was at. They said we're going to sign you to a contract for nine thousand dollars. We're going to pay your agent, that random guy, one thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars is going to go to the coach. And it's like like that's just how like business got done. But then it ended up falling through. And so it was it was crazy. And then you could only get signed during the transfer window. So I was over there for like three months, just kind of hanging out. And then I transfer window and then a couple more tryouts and got close, but then nothing got signed. And I was debating going back um, because I, I had a, a pretty good shot of getting signed next season, but I already spent like six and a half months there. And um, yeah, and then I came back and there was the indoor tryouts and just worked out and San Diego was the place I most wanted to go. But um <laughs> So, so what you don't know is that <clears throat> I was contacted by a team in Malaysia about you because they needed to get international clearance and they sent me an email and I was like, this has got to be complete bullshit. Like, what, what is this? So I just respond back to like, yes, I am who I am. I don't know how they knew about me, um, but they got my info in that they had to release you because you were essentially um, <clears throat> hooked up through officially through us soccer with us. So we had to just say like, yes, he played with us. Yes. Yes. He can be released like whatever. So the, yes. so I'm going back and forth with an email and then it basically got to a point where it's like, we're going to have our American translator call you and we're going <laughs> to, so they called me and I, you definitely don't know this. So they call me and it's like super, late at night and i'm just talking yep. you know i'm like whatever tired i'm tired i'm just like yeah you know like yep and, yep andy we can fully release andy but i'd like three thousand dollars for a transfer fee and then it goes silent and they say nothing like literally nothing and it's one of those things where i don't know if it was a power move where like no one speaks so that you can <laughs> and like the first person who speaks is the weakest so i just was yeah. like well, I'm, already, I'm already tired i'm just not gonna say anything and if they hang up on me you know, I hope Andy does well, but uh, at least I know where he's at in case we don't hear from him for a while. And then uh, <laughs> the guy, they, they come back on and they're like, uh, you know, Mr. Bisworm, um, the club cannot do that. I was like, okay, no, no problem. Andy's all yours. <laughs> and then, and then they just hung up. And so I never knew what happened after that. 
<laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, so I, that's awesome I that you asked for a transfer fee. That's I, incredible. I mean, what I've learned throughout all of this stuff that I've done in soccer is that if you don't ask, you're never going to get something. So that's I was true. like, like I'm not going to be like, nope, hard and fast. Andy's worth three thousand dollars. Right. He can't play with you. I was like, well, I'm just going to give it a shot. And then they right. just they just said, you know. Uh, Sounds like you think you at least got a conversation. Ah, maybe, yeah, maybe we should do it. I, yeah, I think so. I think it was like, a, <laughs> we like him. Should we, you know? And then yeah, it was like, oh I was gosh. totally on mute. And then they were they, like, they put you on hold without telling oh, they you. They totally put you on they mute. They put me on That's mute. Awesome. And then they're probably thro- throwing stuff around the room. And... No way. Man, this guy's so good. I didn't know we were going to negotiate with a freaking yeah. expert. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So there was a couple of those things. And then it like, it, oh, it, it yeah, it, it's, it's fairly crooked over there. And who, like, I, I don't even know what would happen i i i worked with like three or four different people that were agents it was it was really interesting um and i think like technically speaking you were supposed to come from the second division so for a team that played in the second division so i don't know if like i didn't know what to do because like the apl oh God, what is even that i don't let it get folded and so that was the last team i was on that would like register and show up on the internet and the team i was on that before was tulsa but Tulsa at the time, USL was considered the third division. So it would, technically you couldn't. So I'm like, how do I like still get signed? Because they, it was three foreign players, but you had to play in the second division. So I was like, <laughs> well, let's go with Minneapolis City. These guys are definitely in the first division of the APL. <laughs> <laughs> <don't know. laughs> and then they called me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So you escaped that bird flu coming back to the States. You end up out West playing indoor, like you said, uh, in San Diego, a little bit of a little brief stint in Canada uh, before now you're out in Chattanooga. So what took you to um, go ahead in the, what took you to the world of indoor and really, is that where you've been since? Yeah. So uh, I played a season for um, San Diego. Um, Yeah. Um, yeah, went on that trout after I came back, I was hoping to get into coaching after soccer. I'm so like, what better place could there be to coach than Southern California? Like hotbed of soccer, perfect weather, could do private lessons. They pay more for clubs. This all makes sense. I know a lot of those guys do that anyways. So I was doing that. Um, and then, um, so interestingly enough that Ontario is Ontario, California. Oh, it's not as glamorous. It would have been way cooler if it was Canada, but um, so it was an hour and a half away. So it was almost a local team. So I played for the Soccers. Um, and, then, and then Landon so kind of, Donovan got in the way. <laughs> Landon, so I actually got traded, which is hilarious. I've never been traded. I've been cut, I've been signed, I've been whatever. And, uh, but I, I finally got traded. So I felt, felt honored. So I got traded, traded to Ontario. Um, but I had just, yeah, I had just... <laughs> the budget Ontario, not even the good one. <laughs> oh, totally, totally, totally. It was amazing. Um, and I had just gotten a job, which is what I'm doing now. I work, um, work in sales, um, in, for a company called NCSA. Basically we help kids play sports in college. Um, so I'm talking to families on the phone. Um, and so I was like, ah, it was a good job and, um, got engaged and it was like this, um, like, I'm not going to keep playing. So that was part of the reason they trade me. It's like, okay, well, these guys want you and, you know, maybe you can go and play a few games for them and they'll just pay you per game. So I ended up, I did play one game for them against the soccer. So the only game I play for Ontario is back in San Diego. So I don't have to track, I don't have to, I didn't move to Ontario. 
but it was just before Landon Donovan got there. So it was funny. So I, um, so that was the last game I played and technically I'm still on the roster. Um, if we're going to get super technical. So technically still a member of the Ontario Fury. Um, is the transfer fee still $3,000? I would think it's gone up <laughs> at this point, you know, with the inflation, I'm, I'm sure it would take a lot more to pry them off me. Um, but uh, yeah, so then uh, I got married and then my wife and I moved out to Tennessee to buy some houses and um, to live state income tax free. Now there's a bun in the oven and we got to decide if we're going to move back to San Diego or Minnesota. Oh, what? what? Uh, so what? So if, you know, if you, right. if you decide, where's that- Brady going? I'm with you guys. <laughs> totally. That's what everybody's asking right now. So, I mean, if is it- there, is there a guy, a veteran last 15 minutes, few more grays in his hair, maybe a little less spring in his step, but still class on the ball that can close out games. I don't know. I mean, regardless of, regardless of that, if it doesn't, if it it doesn't work out, you know, there's always a place in the club somewhere for a guy like Andy. Right. Hierarchy or yeah, you, you, you make a takeover bid. That's the other thing. So, so so seeing that this is our, (laughs) this is our fifth anniversary. (laughs) So, so seeing this is our fifth anniversary, um, tell us a little bit about what being a part of the Crows meant for you and what Mm -hmm. your impression is of where we're at today. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, um, yeah, it was a, it was a weird time and I don't know, weird time in my life, but it was, it was, um, it was the right fit as far as just being able to enjoy. And I had been playing a lot and playing competitively and, um, it was a chance to, um, and I think that was a fun thing is like, I went to practice with a smile on my face every day. Um, and I hadn't done that in a long time and, um, it sounds absurdly cliche. Um, but that, that was important to me of just like, I, I, you know, we all start soccer and play soccer cause we love it and it's really fun. And so I like, I went, I wore basket. I, I should maybe shouldn't say this, but I wore basketball shorts to practice sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you did. Or a polo shirt. <laughs> a polo shirt. I was rolling up in polo shirt and basketball shorts. <laughs> and I was just smiling and joking around and, and um, slicing guys up. Yeah, no, it still, still looked decent. Still, still had some game. And so, um, yeah, it, it was just fun. And I think, um, yeah, you know, um, that's been the, um, that was so cool. Um, because I, I, like I said before, there I've just been around so many teams, and um, you know, I man, to to be able to enjoy it and to like each other on the team, that's so rare. I think the higher up you go, um, it's just it's it's just really rare. So that was super super fun because um, I was like, there were six or seven guys. It's like I'd hang out with that guy. I'd I'd hang out with that guy. Like if that guy asked me to hang out, I'd go hang out with that guy. And there were seven or eight guys on that team that I would have done that. That's because um, they were the only ones who were uh, 21 or older. <laughs> <laughs> I would have hung out with the 19-year-olds. What's his face? Ian was awesome. Goose was awesome. They, there were just so many good guys. and um, Yeah, that was cool. And I think um, in, in, in talking to you and kind of reading between the lines and, and aggressively studying the website, um, one, it's, like, it's a ridiculous accomplishment the team's been really successful on the field, which is, which is awesome. And you have to have some level of continuity to do that, but then to have the same guys coming back, that says, that says a lot. There are other teams that they could go play for. Mm -hmm. Nobody's making a lot of money. Um, So it means they like it. It's stable. They're having fun. They're enjoying it. Obviously the team's winning games and it seems like there's more fans. The Jersey design looked pretty cool. And um, 
yeah, it just seems to be in a really stable place of like guys know that it's going to be a consistent spot and they can play and play at a competitive level and they're going to get fans and going to get treated the right way. And man, like teams come and go in the blink of an eye one year. Like if you, if you had a team around for three years, you're like, Oh dude, that was a pretty decent stick. You guys stung around for three years. Yeah. 18% Um, of NPSL teams that start don't see it past three years. So yeah, yeah, I believe it. So I believe I mean, it. it's it's you're you're right. I mean, it's it's very much so a <clears throat> if you if you think about it, you know, and you've been around a lot of organizations. The, yep. the people who stay around are the people who treat it like a business, but yes. but but also don't treat it like a business. So they they treat it yes. like a business when they have to. You know, yes. you have to make money. You have to be sustainable. You have to do yep. things the right way. You have to learn. Yep. You have to grow. Um, yep. That keeps you successful. But then, if you don't treat like a business, you, you you know you don't sell tickets. You don't you don't you know hold players accountable. You know mm. you you're you're giving everything away just to be cool. Those are the people yes. who don't make it. So we we've kind of found a good healthy balance of that throughout the yep. years. Yeah. No. I yeah. I think that that's spot on. And I think that was the coolest thing that I saw. <laughs> early on is you guys like i just think so many people are unrealistic of like Mm -hmm. we're gonna be this thing it's like dude you need so much money to be that thing (laughs) and you got to put up with so many bumps and you know how hard it is to get seven thousand people to come to your games like you got to be unbelievable and even like even if you think of i guess minnesota united were doing it a little bit but like Getting a guy from the second division that led the second division in goals, nobody knows who that person is. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to move the needle one bit for like fan attendance. So it's like you guys had, we're going to be this premier spot. We're going to be the best, um, you know, people that are playing in that, like just below the professional level. And we're going to be the best at that. It's going to be fun. We're not going to go into debt and we're going to run it the right way. And everybody's going to have a good time. We're going to have some fans and, and we're going to be a little bit weird which is fun. Um, and we're not going <laughs> to, we're going to show up and be organized, but yeah, not, we're afraid, not afraid to laugh at ourselves. And <laughs> yeah, like you got, I don't know. Cause it's just like, it is, it is what it is. Like it's, it's not, you, you just, the, the team, <laughs> you got, you knew, you knew exactly what you wanted to be and it's been super consistent. Um, and that's huge. Yeah, that is huge. Andy, that's you know what else is huge? We've, the this show we've had hundreds of episodes of the show not really we've had lots of games on this show over okay. the four over the four years yes um, but the newest game that okay. we play with our guests is one that we like to call ask john anything okay so here's the rules you can yeah. ask john two questions about literally anything okay. soccer related something like which kid okay. of his he loves more yep Something like is you know grower or shower. If John, if John answers them both, the game's over. That's it. Okay. However, if he pleads the fifth on any question, so on Mm -hmm. if he pleads the fifth on his on his first question, Mm -hmm. he has to answer the next one. So the way to play this game is obviously try to get him with something outrageous, but have the true embarrassing shit. The most (laughs) incredibly outrageous question. So basically, Um, I have to answer two questions no matter what. No matter what, you have to answer two. And you can basically defer once. Correct. You get one, one. Okay. 
Oh. And I don't know if it's the bourbon making me sweat or yeah. the summit I'm drinking now or <laughs> what, but I'm a little worried that you as our guest is going to really make me sweat. Really, man. So to give, to give the, the listeners some backdrop, one of my favorite questions to ask is how someone met their, their SO. Okay. And I already know how Biz met his gal, his <laughs> wife. Um, so it was at college. For our listeners and they <laughs> dated a long time and then they got married now they have two beautiful kids so i'm not going to ask that question man um <laughs> i can only imagine what's going through your head in the hills um, of tennessee yeah <laughs> yeah on the on the mountainside um I want to make you sweat a little bit. I mean, we, um, we start oh, out with something softer if you'd like. Okay. I mean, it's no, I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm stumping it up. This question always, always, um, okay. Question <laughs> oh, one. That's a great, great <laughs> question. It's a good question. Beautiful in its simplicity. Okay. Picture this. <laughs> there's a, there's a man in, uh, a, um, a shirt and tie, sunglasses, dark hair, appears he's good looking but swarthy features and he comes up to you biz and it was after it was after it's after the end of this season um the team just um just won the league it was amazing record attendance and um your commentary was on fire on fire people laughing incredible it, it went as well as you could have realistically imagined um you know turned a small profit awesome awesome and this guy goes and he has a kind of a gravelly voice and he goes <laughs> biz he's to call it call you biz biz come here and he's like like what's up dude it's like that call from lays like what like this is this is kind of weird and um, you're outside a game you just gave who man a hug and you're like dude i can't believe we built this together um we're freaking we're we're brothers dude this is man wisconsin that club team scoring a penalty on you and <laughs> he's got a briefcase with him and he's like look at this biz and he opens a briefcase and he says biz it's a hundred large count it. like a hundred like a hundred dollars hundred grand baby hundred okay. no, hundred bucks no a hundred grand and he says biz hundred grand to walk away from the crows can't tell anybody you can just say you can one post on twitter feed guys i'm resigning can't have any involved with uh, any involvement with it for the rest of your life is tax-free 100 grand okay so you you want my 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 honest response to if i want someone your honest offered me a hundred thousand dollars to walk away from this yeah basically no strings attached no uh, strings attached the answer would would definitely be no, because uh, I feel that you can't be a true owner of something if you're willing to just walk away from it for a dollar figure. So the same question could be asked for, mm -hmm. you know, any business owner that's mm -hmm. out there that they say, here's $100,000 for you to walk away from this. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, it's the, the true identity of a person comes out because mm -hmm. if it's something that you truly built and your mission was to sell in the beginning to get to yep. a certain level to sell, then, yep. then the answer is yes. But for, mm -hmm. for me, as part of, uh, you know, one third of the, of the brain trust that started this, 
Um, mm-hmm. my, my whole goal is not to sell. I, I would mm-hmm. rather, I would rather break even and mm-hmm. move forward and then potentially mm-hmm. fold than to sell out for a hundred thousand dollars and leave all the people that are involved in it to wonder why I left. Mm-hmm. Aww. A- answer number one. That was second good. Second question. Good, second good question. take. Very good take. Dang. That was good. Did I, was the build up long enough to the question? Or do you want me to like build up a little bit more? <laughs> a little more backstory? Because I can hey, definitely I mean, do that. At this point, the microphones have changed. So it's up to you. Okay. Um, man, I think. Um, man, man, there's just too many. Um, What, um, what would you give to be Bizworm in Germany <laughs> at the peak of your powers? Actually, I want a dollar amount. I like dollar amount questions because they're fascinating. What, how much money would you no, pay? Oh, Andy, it's got to be like a, like a life sacrifice. <laughs> This has to be like this. This has to be like like Scrooged no, or something. This, I'm, 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 I like the club loyalty. I, yeah, that's that's you back you, peak of your powers. Like whatever, whatever week you played the best soccer of your life, you get to be that guy. And you, how much money would it take? You get to, but you keep everything you had. Married. Great kids. Uh, you also stay the owner um, and the, the the main man and all that stuff and commentary. You get to keep everything in your life, but you get to be on the team for a year at your level. You get one year and then you just revert back to what you would be in a year. How much money would you pay to to have that? Well, the the, the logical answer that I immediately go to is zero because I could do it right now if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking um, to about. I mean, to a dollar figure to play for Minneapolis City, um, tickets are ten dollars. <laughs> you, we play about seven home games. I'd, I'd say a hundred bucks. Didn't do wait, 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 Andy. Don't you mean like a dollar or a dollar amount to be back in Germany playing for Kaiser Slattern? Or do you That's... mean Minneapolis City? No, I mean Minneapolis City. Like, what would oh, it mean okay. for you to to wear the colors of what you organized, and then you gotcha. get to do it? That's a way. That's a real interesting question. That that you get to do it at the peak of your powers. You're the best player you ever were. Next year, everything stays the same. You have your same intellect. You even have like the mental and imp- whatever mental improvements, whatever more you know about <laughs> soccer. But you have the same athleticism that you had in Germany. All and you same recovery time. You're 24 <laughs> or 20. You're 23. How much would you pay to have one season? I would say a hundred dollars because it's it's about ten dollars. <laughs> it's, it's ten dollars a ticket. Buy a ticket and watch the show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very much. It doesn't have to be as long as yeah. I'm happy. That's that's Damn. well. That that probably speaks well of, of uh, the place you're at. That's that's funny. Cool. I'll say he went really easy on you, but uh, Andy, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's. Uh, are you central time out there? It might be a little late for you, but it's Eastern time, but I'm always up late. That's, that's the, I talk to people when they're free Eastern times, the latest time zone to do it. So this is, this is the, you're talking to the night owl, man, the night Hawk. 
All right. Well, <laughs> great nickname, the Nighthawk. The Nighthawk. We appreciate you, man. It has been. This has been Andy Laurie coming at you, the Nighthawk, uh, all the way, all the way from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Andy, hopefully, uh, if you do end up moving back with your family to Minnesota, you will get in touch with with us, with John, with me, and with the club. It'd be great to see you again, and uh, great to have you in a game day experience for sure. Especially your play by play nickname uh, skills. That's true. That's a good I'm not point. Making any, I'm not making any. Uh, I'm not trying to write any checks I can't cash because right. I, mean, I don't make hey, any decisions. Hey, but, Nordo and I would absolutely do a three man booth with you. you that you would be pr- that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> um, I'll definitely I'll definitely be back at some point. It just depends. No matter what, because oh, we've got a couple weddings to go to. Dang. Well, you better okay. look at the schedule. It's going to yeah, be released pretty soon. Schedule. That's right. I did. March tw- <laughs> March twenty fourth, baby. That's the big one. That's um, the big one uh, on ESPN. Plus on the, on the Ocho baby. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. No, guys, thanks for having me on. That was a pleasure. And I, I certainly will hit you up. Um, and uh, man, that was super fun. You guys are doing good work. Keep it up. Thanks a lot, Andy. Thanks, Andy. You got it, guys. Take care. Thanks, as always, to our show's sponsor, Summit Brewing Company. Uh, is it my Bach or uh, as I like to call it, Danger Bach season? It's it surely is danger box season, folks. Summit has just announced that Maybach is on the way. It is their classic take on a classic brew that's easy drinking and packs a powerful punch. It's starting to pop up around town, and it will get you drunk. So if you see it at your liquor store or on tap at your favorite swig house, make sure you get some. Summit, <laughs> it's a more meaningful brew since 1986. Swig house. <laughs> <laughs> If giving back to the community means a lot to you, uh, maybe it's time to give to the club that gives back. Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that provides a safe, reliable, and fun environment for young people to play this beautiful game. Look for us all off-season hosting play events in partnership with community centers around the city and consider a tax-deductible donation to a true city-focused organization. It is never a bad time. It's a great time right now to become a Minneapolis City member. For less than the price of two full tanks of gas, $65 (laughs) is going to allow you to support the club and get some cool stuff in return. Of course, you get that exclusive membership scarf. Have we announced what the scarf looks like, by the way? Uh, We haven't. But also, two full tanks of gas will get you back and forth to your favorite swig house. (laughs) <laughs> whenever you're whenever you, you know please. it uh no you we also, have not <laughs> so you're gonna get that you're uh you're also gonna get a membership card that's gonna get 10 percent off at the club shop deals on summit at your favorite swig house palmers plus <laughs> you get a vote on important club matters including selecting the membership board and choosing oh. scarf and kick designs so visit minneapolis city mplscitysc.com and make it happen if there's anything you want us to cover in the offseason, let us know. If you got the hard-hitting exposés that you want us to undertake, send us some mail. It is easy. All you got to do, hit us up on Twitter, at The People's Pitch, or through email at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. Every question, comment, and concern is welcome. And finally, as always, you hit the club up at MPLSCitySC on Twitter. And that is all for this week. Thank you to the Andy Laurie for joining us uh, the Nighthawk, as it is always a good day when Andy is involved. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. That was John. I am Nate. And until next time, you got off. 
Dustin burning maple weeds, cradle major keys. Thinking back, I've been major since the minor league. So supreme, too much sauce off my olive NMDs. I can staple steez, bend the gold so I get the cheese. Never fall, rake them leaves and make sure every moment gets seized. I went through like a huge electronics purge. Like I had like the original iPhone. And, oh my god! Like I had so much shit, so I went. Yeah, there he is. Oh, are we live right now? Do well, I, have I to mean, come in with my boiling take right now, or do I hold off? <laughs> no, do it. What do you got? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm only going if we're live. Otherwise, I'm playing nice. But hey, man, how you doing? I am. I'm doing well. Got a Just... beard, man. Um, a dad. Well, yeah, a dad. Not not baby's not out, but yeah, I'm doing well. Well, well, Nate is a is a recent new father as well. Yes. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, we have a three month old. So any tips? Okay. I'll I'll hook you up. That's awesome, dude. I was just looking for more parenting advice. That's- I'm sure no, <laughs> nobody's nobody's giving it to you. That's the biggest problem when you're expecting a baby. <laughs> 